<laughs> no, you, you dropped a bad word. Good day, no, ladies and gentlemen. Good day, no, listeners and uh, ladies and gentlemen, and yes. not listeners. Yes, absolutely, and not ladies or gentlemen. All welcome. Now, uh, William, um, this is the podcast introduction, of course. Uh, we all enjoy it. It's our favourite bit of the show. Is it your favourite bit of the show? It is my favourite bit. Actually. See, I think this is generally what like, I think this is usually traditionally the intro is a bit weak. Because uh, we've just come off the back of doing the actual show. Yeah. We're a little bit tired and confused. Certainly. And we know we've still got to do the outro. I reckon the outro is usually better because it's our last little hurrah and it's the last little bit before people go, oh, all right, well, there'll be no more of that for two weeks. <laughs> At least. Um, now, um, yeah, this, oh. this evening show is our first show back together since the beginning best of October. So <laughs> that was the best one so far. So, you, you know, you're going to be disappointed uh, with the podcast content. Um, so I work on it for the outro. Uh, for the outro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, um, I think it's fair to say, Will, that there was an awful lot of pent-up energy in, uh, in uh, the beginning of the show, which dissipated slightly and in a sort of splatter pattern across the room. Yes, <laughs> as precisely. The, as the show went on. But... Dano, come on in. Sorry, not in service with your host Simon and Will. Sorry, not in service like a car made out of jam. Sorry, not in service baking tips and racist jokes. Sorry, not in service. Six feet of football in Dekino. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. It certainly is. To Sorry Not in Service, uh, the glorious return of the gruesome duo. The- <laughs> Are we a gruesome duo? Well, certainly the way you're sat, sir, uh, well, cockettishly. And certainly the way you're dressed. Yes, well. Sounds ettish. Yeah, well. <laughs> quiet, ladies and gentlemen. It's a quiet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the first broadcast um, from uh, the original lineup of Sorry Not in Service since we worked out the 1st of October, William. Yeah. What on earth has happened since then, I wonder? Two months. Two months, that's right. What a, a bit. What a two months it's been. What a two months... It, well, actually, that's a very good point, Simon. Is there anything we'd like to talk about that's happened in these two months? Should we get it all done in the first link? Well, no. I'm, I, do you know what? I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm actually... I'm, Are you I'm, fine? I'm, I'm, you I'm fine. fine. You look flustered, Simon. No, well, that, that's, that's just the issue, William. I'm, I'm a little bit weirded out. It's the first time I've been in the studio for a while. And um, Would you mind if I just put on some sort of... I don't know, ambient music to remind me of a calmer environment that I have in my home Get life. Get involved. That'd be okay. I just feel a little bit on edge in this, you know, I forgot what it was like in here. But, um, yeah, no, a bit of home life would, would, would sort me out. Yeah, it's better. Oh, nice and relaxing. Oh, okay. So, uh, you're listening to, uh, oh, that's nice. You're listening to, uh, sorry, you're listening to Sorry, sorry Not Service on 10 Radio. Uh, Simon and Will. The ongoing problem in your life. That's right, yes. Uh, so, um, nice and that's bringing me calmness and relaxation. Just uh, reminding me what it's like in my life outside of the radio. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, it's wonderful. Oh. Sounds, um, great. Radio! Radio! Now, Simon, you look awful. Yes, thank you. Ah, uh, what's happened? Yeah, there's been a, uh, there's been a, an intruder. It's been an intruder? Yes. There's been an intruder? Yes. Uh, uh, I, I best go fetch the police. 
<laughs> Very good. I enjoyed the way you said polis there, Will, to give the impression that you were of a Scotch uh, descent. Uh, now, uh, we've got an intruder in the house, a young child. Uh, he's uh, six weeks old. He's you should be able to get rid of that. Well, you'd have thought so, but actually surprisingly hard work. Really, Ben? Especially when living with a wife. He's keen on keeping the guy. Uh, so, uh, uh, Bertie. Young Bertie is his name. Born on the 26th of October. 26th Oct. Uh, wow. And uh, it was a, a, a rip roaring event. Rip roaring? <laughs> oh, there was some roaring. And <laughs> <laughs> no, the surgeon was very, uh, very clean. Uh, yeah, no, we've didn't uh, rip anything. <laughs> just not, not that we know of. Uh, I haven't done a full audit yet. Um, Carla and I uh, are now parents. Uh, that's why we've had an extended break from the radio. Uh, but uh, what I did this evening, William, you'll be pleased to know, is uh, priorities well in line. I locked them both in the airing cupboard. Smooth. And then ran off, so... Because uh, it's warm and dry in there. Well, exactly, and Bertie likes it. He's been in there for most of the... Uh, first, Winter. For six weeks. So, um, so, so yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's joined us, Will. He's joined us, he's here. I am father with all of the uh, benefits that that involves. Right, okay, so far, what are the benefits? Mm. Benefits? Uh, the benefits that that involves. Yeah. So we've been talking about these benefits you've been talking of. Mm. Mm. Like Benefit Street. Yes. Is it... Oh, yes, I am in benefits prison now. I'm now claiming child uh, child benefit. Are you now claiming child benefit? Certainly, sir. But you're a wealthy billionaire. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, I still want my slice of the pie. Do you? Mm. Even if it's a completely inconsequential <laughs> slice of pie. Even if you live in a land of, of unrelenting pie, you can't move for pie. And yet still you say, ah, I shall take this slice of pie owed me by the tax man. No, little... Bob Cratchit, you are not allowed any pie, because I must have this pie. No, you couldn't have my pie, even though you're so poor. No, Simon. Um, sorry, I'm I'm just saying I don't think you should deserve child benefits. Well, uh, you know, uh, he's he's better start paying out sooner rather than later. Hang on, he's paying them. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's just by his mere existence. I'm going to have... Um, uh, yeah, no, anyway, don't worry. Is I was going to say new, something offensive. Is this the new, like, step, next step from tuition fees? No, you're just going to have to take out a loan to be raised. <laughs> That's a bad idea, actually. It's quite a bad idea, Simon. Hmm. Although, to, in uh, many respects, isn't, the, uh, isn't uh, the loan you take out actually your... Uh, Against your immortal soul. Well, certainly living, feeling that way, living, William. Living in certainly. Western capitalist society. Hey, certainly feeling hey, that way. Well, hey. do, you, do you want to hear all about You're listening. The... You're listening. Well, do, you, do you want to hear all about the birth? I'm with you, Corbin. <laughs> do you want to hear all about the birth, Will? Uh. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, listeners. I'm in character tonight. So, uh... <laughs> So, um, William, uh, he was, uh, he was going to, he was... He was oh, dra- I should ask you about the birth. Yeah, no, quite well, quite right. Podcast edit point. Um, there was, um... Podcast? Podcast. Um, there was, um, there was a, a C-section, a caesarean section, named, of course, after Julius, the king of Rome. And, uh... Oh, salad. No. <laughs> he was named after the salad. Right. Oh, well, and the, the operation is <laughs> named, named after him. After him. Yeah. Right. It's next in the line. <laughs> salad begat Caesar. Caesar begat... <laughs> Alternate birthing strategy. <laughs> anyway, is that um, what ABS? Do? Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! There are times when I wish we had ABS breaks. <laughs> it did, but no. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so uh, he came out. Uh, uh, sunroof, it's what it's called, uh, and um, and uh, yeah, it was very exciting. I, um, I, uh, Carla was lying on her back, obviously, and um, I was um, right by her face. I was, I was sat down on a chair, about as close as we are now to each other. Uh, oh, for the listeners, the listeners at home, it's about the distance that William and I are from each other. And uh, you're facing uh, then, her. So are you are you are you uh, directly facing her, or are you? Well, I, I've got free movement on my neck, uh, but, um, but she doesn't just. Just on uh, about on her chest, there's a big green sheet covering her vision from all of the uh, scooping out that's going on. The blood uh, the mayhem, uh, exactly. So, um, so there's this sheet. Neither of us can see what's going on. And now uh, the, um, the 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 nurses were absolutely wonderful. I'll talk about the staff at Musgrove later in positive tones. And um, they um, they said, "Oh, do you want to see your baby when he came out?" And Bertie was screaming his head off, and we were just like so overjoyed with emotion Joyce. and um, and overcome with emotion. And, uh, and <laughs> they said, "Do you want to see your baby?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course we do." <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I wish we'd said that because what they actually did was they raised him from behind the sheet. And I don't know if you've ever seen a newborn baby, Will, but uh, they are, um, in, well, certainly in our instance, uh, slightly grey in tone, blood oh, nice. everywhere, <laughs> screaming their stupid heads off. And so they raised this monster from behind the sheet, like Simba, but a disgraceful one. And Carla, <laughs> disgraceful Ra- Car- Carla and I were just sort of looking up over the sheet going, Oh, I-, I think we love him. <laughs> Is but what, please take him away. Is that what Passe looks like before it goes to the abattoir? <laughs> it did look like a rancid meat. He did look like a rancid meat. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was that was really exciting. First meeting of Bertie. We were absolutely disgusted. It was a terrifying state Oh, of the affairs. worst. Just the worst. And you've had to meet him again every day? By and large, yes. Wow, that's awful. Yeah, so I've got the... Uh, the rest of the tale coming up later in the show. By which you mean the next 25 odd years of your life before you just give up and move to Guernsey. Hmm. It wasn't a no, was it? Not in the traditional sense. Quite enough of that. Now, William, um, do you want to uh, talk more about uh, my child, um, the single most important thing that's ever happened to me, whoa. or your caravan holiday from October? Whoa, Simon. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was the point where you found out how to get the statistics for the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you see? Yeah. How, how quickly you forget, Simon. Yeah. So, Bertie, now immediately relegated to second place. <laughs> well, in fairness... He's not statistics. In fairness, statistics. Yeah, precisely. He's yeah. not a large enough sample space in and of his own <laughs> to provide decent data. And good evening to our listeners in Senegal. <laughs> we actually know you're there. <laughs> the weirdest things. Sometimes. Are. What was the alternative, Simon, to speaking about your accident? Uh, <laughs> no. no. Very planned. Um, uh, um, your, um, your, how um, very planned is anything in life, Simon? Your caravan holiday. Especially before, your before, son. Before we were, um, when we were last on that, we, you were about to go on a caraning holiday. I wasn't. A caraning holiday? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm stopping my face with grapes. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> First point of a caraning holiday. <laughs> well, Welcome to the land of professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> One way ticket. <laughs> you ain't coming back, boy. <laughs> Not from this. No. Oh yeah, Karani. So, <laughs> point one, Simon. Yeah, 
Um, uh, a thing from picking caravan up, because, listeners, in case you don't know, I we bought a caravan, me and my beautiful lady Emeth, we bought a caravan with a view to taking on holiday, but we thought, hey, we're grown-ups, we don't need to see the thing before we go on holiday <laughs> in it. So we bought it on eBay, and then went to pick it up in South Wales. <laughs> Brilliant. No, it's the biggest thing I've ever towed, it's the heaviest thing I've ever towed, it's also one of the first things I've towed with my current car. Here's a fun thing, Simon. Um... You know when you're dealing with people, yes, and you're getting a bit tired of having to deal with people, certainly. And so what you do is you try and hurry things along. Uh, people of all ages. Oh yeah. Well, I pretty much. I mean, the fact I've gave the guys about five minutes to explain how everything in the caravan works. <laughs> that we bought them. They were very. They were trying to be very helpful, but I was mainly going, Emma, get the stuff out of the back of the car. Throw it into the caravan. It's okay. Don't worry about strapping it down. It's going to be all right. I'll get it hitched up. It's going to be fine. We'll get the electric source down. The brake lights on. Good. Headlights on? Yeah. Indicators? Left. Right. Hazards. Lovely. Right, okay. Thanks very much. <laughs> and this lovely Welsh couple was just there going, uh, we can show you out. We can show you out because you're going to need to make sure you swing nice and wide. I'm not going to do the accent. I'm a bit confused and tired. Uh, you've got to make sure you swing nice and wide to get out of the drive. And I went, yep, thanks. Bye. <laughs> you're buying a, a disc, Sony Discman from Curry's. Basically, yeah. On the way to the, um, the, the geek... <laughs> wow okay good so it was good fun I mean to, to such an extent mm. that driving out with this caravan yeah in you know Kid Valley no neither do I Simon <laughs> still decided what I was going to do was drive out from their farm immediately onto the road and not go wonder which direction we should be going in <laughs> because they could still see us and I'm not going to show myself up as a fool and dither at that point <laughs> You're getting their respect by showing no interest in the safety features of their car. <laughs> or how to get out of their home how to get safely out of their without home. knocking a wall over. Well, that was kind of their, them. That's kind of their concern. I think they were what a bit shocked with the rate at which I heard out of there. What did you think they were going to do? Just sort of hold each other in their arms and go, what a guy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow, he's confident. I'll give him a high rating on eBay. It's not even my account. <laughs> But the thing is, Simon, yeah. the decision that I ended up going with was I thinking, well, it's it's about quarter past it was about quarter past three when we picked this caravan up. Certainly. And I went, Certainly it was. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the confirmation. That's right, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, most of the cars are going left, so I'll go left. And <laughs> suddenly afterwards I realised the problem is that most of the cars are going left. What they're doing is going to a residential zone that time of day. They're not going to work. <laughs> So the first thing I did was take it along a massive journey along the back roads near Kid Valley. Heading towards Haverford West. Lovely. Very yeah. nice. Lovely stuff. Didn't kill anyone. Increase mother told her daddy I roundly disagree with you. Sort of hard to explain, listeners, what William's doing, but he's kind of um <laughs> He's kind of turning his clothes inside out without taking them off first. It's the strangest get-up that he's got going on here. It's essentially uh, within the bounds of the um, uh, the popular game strip poker. It's what's known as a double down. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not going down on that. Um, <laughs> you're listening to... T- Regardless of what the webcam's showing. <laughs> Good lord. Simon, your brain has turned into quite the filth bucket. Mm. Well, is it because of your newborn infants? Bertie, when he was born, had massive balls. 
Was they shrunk since? Bertie Big Bollocks. Well, they've sort of sagged slightly. Well, it's very much 27 <laughs> past 8, Simon. It's all right. I had a grape in my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's all legal. I've got a grape in my mouth. Your Honour. Yeah, grape new world. Dates from the reign of Edward III, whose um, uh, chief advisor was a grape. And ever since then, <laughs> interaction with grapes prevents you from being prosecuted by the law. That's right. There was... Uh, Case. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, Bertie was born with enormous knackers, which was um, jolly um, daunting, to Just say the least. Daunting! <laughs> and um, the first thing that happened after um, he was he terrified us as he uh, was ripped out and shown to us over a sheet uh, was that he was hand he was cleaned up a little bit and handed to me and I was just a quiver I did not know what to do it, the, the, um, the, the room was swirling I had this uh, child in my hand and all I could do to, I think to do was talk to him um, introduce him to the world but I was so out of my mind that the first thing I brought up was um was his future in a post-Brexit UK. That's an interesting opening gambit. And the first test match between Bangladesh and England. That's a good opening gambit. I know. Well, the so, first one ever. Well, the first first of this recent series. All oh, right, you didn't um, turn up with a copy of Wisdom. No. I, I was, I, 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 Carla had to tell me like a few days later that while I was talking to him about it, I had, I've got no recollection of it at all. It was just... Uh, unreal. Um, he was whisked down because he was very early. He was whisked down to the, the uh, uh, intensive care unit, and um, and the nurses got on to him immediately. Started taking tests and 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 and, and taking bloods for testing, and um, and I was down there whilst Carla was getting stitched up, almost like a kipper, and uh, I um I, I sort of was just sat there shaking with a, a glass of water, chatting nonsense. Uh, I'll pop a grape in my mouth, um, chatting straight to the nurses. Hello. And um, <laughs> and um, knew you were going to do that. One. And, um, <laughs> you actually knew. For three hours, I was down there with Bertie and the nurses, until I remembered I have a wife who's just had a major operation. <laughs> I should probably go and find her. You're right. She was fine. She was wondering where her husband had disappeared to. Well, slightly reasonably. Yeah, yeah, with good reason. But thankfully, she was still heavily sedated, and so hadn't really taken any. So you can get in. away with it. Exactly, I could have done anything. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to push it that far, Simon. Anything? Hmm? Been Superman? Could you have been Superman? I could have done something very similar to what you've done with your underwear and your current uh, guys. Uh, Tucked your uh, t-shirt into it. <laughs> it she wouldn't have been able to stop you. <laughs> exactly. Take and that, Mum. Caught in the land. <laughs> Yo, how are your um, how are your attempts to get fired from Sainsbury's going? <laughs> They're going all right. Yeah, is it still uh, an ongoing pursuit? Well, so it's it's kind of I've I've reined it in a bit because I've realised there would be a point <laughs> you where it... your crap at gardening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've realised my alternative profession involves the application of a desire to work. <laughs> Oh god, you can just turn up a Sainsbury's clock in and just kind of flail around for eight hours. Yeah. Save a V. It's the life. <laughs> what? It doesn't. Carry on. 
So you're pro Sainsbury's now. You're pro Nectar Card. I'm not pro Nectar Card, but I just haven't decided to destroy. Or mainly because I've discovered I've got ten percent off at Argos now as well. Oh, nice! And twenty five percent off at Habitat right now. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so a- I'm like, well, I you know because I could destroy everything. I do keep upsetting the children. Go on. Because they're so easy to upset. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, so two weeks back I was in on Sunday and there was a bunch of, like, they're 18 or so and they've all got fresh faces Ugh. and it's awful. One of them told me that he was going to join the Navy, mm. which I thought, well, that's a bit weirdly keen. What's going on there? And I said, um, right, struggling for conversational points. What's your favourite rum? And he said, I've never drunk rum. Oh, you're 18. You have never drunk rum. You're 18. You you want to join the Navy and you've never drunk rum. What's wrong with you? And then I got a bit shirty with him and he got upset and left. And then later on, he was talking to a bunch of his other children, friends. And I came over and I thought I'd make amends with a fun conversational topic. So I said, right. <laughs> That's always a good way to start fun. That's usually how I start a fun call. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't it me, squire? Um, excuse me. Um... Uh, um, what's the best way to commit suicide? Have you thought about it? (laughs) I've got, I reckon I've got a foolproof plan. And they had no idea. He thought he was being all blase and said he'd jump off a cliff. And I said to him, sir, you try and find a cliff with a good straight descent that's going to hit rocks, guaranteed rocks, and no outcroppings on the cliff. My friend, you are in for a long walk. And he looked upset, and then the couple of girls that he'd been talking to, like children do, they they looked very upset. And one of them doesn't know me at all, and said, and said, are you all right? What's wrong with you? And I went, what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Topsy-turvied it back on her. <laughs> she was pointing a finger at me, but in doing so, three fingers were pointing back at her. Plus all your fingers. <laughs> all of my fingers. All ten of my fingers. It's casting a spell and dispersions. <laughs> Do you know what? Just, just for the avoidance of doubtlessness, I brought that up on the hop because I had a great idea for how when you get sacked. But I can't do it now. That's brilliant. <laughs> what? Okay. What's your no? No, Simon. Come on. What's your idea? What's your great idea for how I could get sacked? Like I don't have thousands of them. <laughs> uh, just it was only in so much as I was getting tired of having to wash all of Bertie's clothes. I spotted that they were mostly from Sainsbury's. Thought a good way for the world to get sacked is if I just send you all the dirty ones and you replace them with the new ones, and then you ha- spend time hanging up soiled baby clothes <laughs> in Sainsbury's. I'm not certain that's cost effective, Simon. Are you going to post them to me? No, I'll bring them round. You, what, you're going to drive them round? I get out of the house, you get fired. Win-win. Oh, that's a very good point. I just have interest, Simon. Go on. What, what, how old is he? In clothing terms. Who? What do you mean, who? Oh, it's like a fancy world. Barry. Bit of a joke. <laughs> Barry? In clothing terms. <laughs> Great male. Great male? Yeah. It's not his clothing size in terms of age. It's the clothing size he takes. I reckon he probably is 19 in clothing. Really? Really? <laughs> do Barry. I do fancy Barry. Um, Just uh, a little bit. What was the question? Well, how old is Bertie clothes-wise? Yeah. Uh, well, he's weirdly six weeks old, but his uh, size is up to one month. Oh. Uh, clothing is weird. Because you've got new. It is, isn't it? Why do we bother? <laughs> really? Go on, listeners. Why do we bother? Why do we bother with clothes? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a stop to it right now. Are you? 
I'm going to carry on just rolling them up until I'm essentially just wearing a bum bag made of denim and t-shirt. Well, what was this link? Um, I think it was about me getting fired. Congratulations. I don't know about you, because I don't like getting involved in that horrible murky business, but uh, I'm getting pretty sick. What's this background? Oh, it stopped good. It's hissing. I'm getting pretty sick of all this uh, radio chat, this chatter, this bants, this back and forth. Hashtag uh, mega bants. Well, I'm getting sick of all the hashtag sick of all the hashtag mega bants. Mega means. <laughs> and uh, so I think it's only, it's only uh, right that uh, we should um, impart some knowledge on the listeners in the form of this week's top ten. Mm. And uh, numeral X, um, the numeral, not like uh, Samantha Mills, is Quash Rumours with X2 <laughs> Mario Balotelli. <laughs> Someone just name-checked my first girlfriend. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was a guess, but I thought I got it right. <laughs> We're only guessing, but we think it's at number nine. It's the sweary acronyms with I'm going to end it all. And... Um, <clears throat> Which is, uh, of course, German for eight. Is uh, points of view with points of pew. <laughs> Number seven this week is Adrian Childs with born to be Adrian Childs. <laughs> and uh, number six is Omen with be my wench. That's the real one. <laughs> we've had uh, we've had uh, best over two months to uh, think of some deep better ones than these. It's number five, the wine gums with jolly bombastic lover. And at number two, some sort of one four. Four. Four is fake invasion with inflatable rubber tank. Number three is grunt with catalytic converter boogie. And at number two is and finally with at number two. And this week, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we've all been bopping along to it as we go to work. It's the cast of News Round with F the Police. So that's your top ten hit singles for this week. And this is the cast of News Round with F de Police. Darling, my eyes are only for your eyes that are in your head. Oh, baby, baby, who love you? Oh, baby, look at your face. It scintillates with beauty. Roadshow There's loads 
Of course, the wonderful sound of Clinic with their hit single, um, Thank You for Living. Thank You for Living, which of course goes out to young Bertie, uh, because of course this e- the tone of this evening's show would have been highly inappropriate if he'd not done so. William, tell me all about your, <laughs> tell me all about your caravanning. No, hang on. Now you've raised that particular subject, I do want to share something with the listeners. The first interim podcast prior to us um, going on our little hiatus in honour of the Bertilicious situation. Certainly. It took us three attempts to record it, and the first one had to be ditched because. Uh, no. <laughs> Feel a bit so. So. Really? No. I think so. But it's so stupid, Simon. I know, but I think it was my mind space at that time. I've shared a lot of stuff about very difficult mind space stuff, Simon. Mmm. But you, you're not willing to. No, that's staying in the briefcase. Simon, case. there, clamming up, making <laughs> sure his. <laughs> briefcase and his briefs are sealed to you the listeners um it's done it's done enough damage i, I mean i mean in the environmental damage, environmental damage not a, I, I could drive i could drive invasion i could drive, I could drive an S, don't use that word anymore i could drive an suv for the rest of my life and i wouldn't do as much damage as you have causing it another human being to go and clog up the planet with so many plastic bottles <laughs> Yeah. Oh, would that be another? Would that be another five thousand plastic bags, five pence charge, or no for your youngin? I think it will be. Well, I sincerely hope not, because by my math, that's that's two hundred and fifty quid. I should hope he's not spending that in his lifetime. I want that. You want two hundred and fifty pounds? Well, what are you going to spend it on? Imagine you'd be spending it on another five thousand <laughs> plastic bags, or maybe even you'd be uh, spending it on just ten bottles of water that's been. Bottles up in Hawaii and shipped all around the world. You've got a perfectly good tap in your own kitchen. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I've been caravanning. <laughs> I tell you what, another mode of transport is really a Segway. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Good radio. Um, <laughs> Simon, go on. I've got three more things to share. E array the whole sitch with caravan. Right now, I've just thought of them. One, <laughs> good. Well, not like I've just invented them. I mean, I've just been thinking about the holiday. And, well, there's a there's a few things. One. Mm-hmm. So you know caravans, um, because you're supposed to be able to live off grid with them in a kind of Walking Dead way. <laughs> yes, yeah. in a kind of Walking Dead way. So, um, you need a gas bottle in them, don't you? Mm. Because it's not like a tent where you've got a little camping stove, although we did make do with a camping stove for the first couple of days. You need gas bottles. You need these gas bottles to be hooked up to the rest of your caravan. Mm. Water provide all the hot water and cook such. Yeah. Well, guess what, Simon? Go on. Following on from my decision to pay the utmost attention in the operation of this caravan. (laughs) Yes. I didn't find out from the people who sold it to me, crooks that they are, they didn't explain how to connect the gas. <laughs> My hurried dash from their farm. <laughs> I just got visions of you trying to drink it and then blow it into the caravan. 
Well, that didn't work. <laughs> what was plan B? Stood outside with a fag taking swigs from a calibre bottle. <laughs> so plan B, obviously, what you're going to do is we're staying on a campsite. Let's have a word with somebody on the campsite. I'm sure they'll be willing to help us out. And they will be willing to help us out, Simon. But mainly what happened is they were willing to help us out. And I wasn't listening. <laughs> So what you need to do is you need to get a regulator. You've got your butane, you've got your propane, okay? And you need to make sure you attach your regulator, make sure you've got the right regulator, and then you're going to need to plug it into your gas mains. Turn it on and you're okay. That's essentially what it boiled down to. That was probably about, what, 20 seconds worth of explanation? Mm. And if you need me to expand on a topic, I can. They all go on for ages. And because they've gone on for ages, I'm not paying attention by the end of it. It's a bit like this radio show. First half hour, solid gold. Subsequent 90 minutes, dreck. Go on. Nearly an hour in, listeners. Bear with us. Roar. <laughs> like bears. Um, so, yes. Then went to the next caravan site. He explained the same thing. Five minutes. Didn't get any of it. Good. And so, um, uh, then went to a garage. They didn't sell the right kind of gas bottle because we have flow gas. Yeah. Which is not a common gas bottle. No. And uh, they explained it and I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> The fourth one, we drove about 90 miles trying to find the correct flow gas bottle. And it was only when it, I realised this is the last opportunity I'm going to have an excuse to talk to somebody about how to hook <laughs> any of this. Right. This time I've actually got to listen because after this, Emma will be very aware that I've not been listening at all when I've just been stood there nodding. Well, clearly in my head is just the rhubarb and custard theme tune. <laughs> Regulators. Oh, four people, Simon. It's really, really really easy just hook up the regulator and plug it into the bottle really straightforward good do you want to know another thing about the caravan holiday please do uh, do you want item two or three right. one, one of them says come on ponky right we've all been there come on <laughs> <laughs> okay come on ponky it's basically a story from exiting Wales the further north in Wales you go the worse the roads get and the more complicated things get as far as manoeuvring goes we went into the ancient castle and fortified um, town of Convy mm -hmm. it's very very narrow yep. the roads are very very steep yep. we arrived there in rush hour Brilliant. I had to take Ponky up what might be argued is a 20 degree incline Ponky's your car Ponky's my car that part wasn't explained <laughs> and was driving through this tiny beautiful little town I getting frustrated with having driven through the whole of Snowdonia well aware that I'm towing my car's own weight in the form of a caravan through a very narrow and twisty street to a caravan site which I don't even know will be able to accept us I had the windows down because we had to have the heaters on full blast to get heat off the engine <laughs> shouting and I, you know I can shout oh, Simon and I can will not do it in here shouting at the top of my voice come on punky <laughs> all the way up a hill at about two miles an hour we were overtaken by people walking <laughs> come on <laughs> fun times good quick time quick moment for the third thing oh i've got all the time in the world lovely stuff or oh, you've got an hour well, you got 59 minutes yeah yes third thing um first time i was parking up the device is this now known <laughs> The IHD or improvised holiday device. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the first time I was parking up the device, it was in a very narrow area for caravan landing. The woman who'd sold us, or not, rented the spot to us, was looking on and saying, are you sure you don't need a hand? And you know me, Simon, you know me from when I picked the caravan up and when I had the gas bottles <laughs> explained, I don't need any help. No, just go quicker. No, and so what I did, I didn't go quicker, Simon, what I did was thought, I'll get this right. And so I got out of the car, went, God, <laughs> down the approached the caravan and pushed it into place carrying on the tow hitch uh. ton and a half of caravan <laughs> and the line that made me laugh during that last song because it suddenly I suddenly remembered it was if the mountain won't come to Mohammed <laughs> that's not a turn phrase if the mountain won't come to... It's not reasonable. I mean, sorry, sorry, man. I know you've started up a, a pretty good religion, but no, that's not a phrase. Can't expect mountains to come to you, my friend. I shouted that whilst pushing 1,700 kilos worth of caravan into a place. Brilliant. How, and um, so, um, I mean, the, the, just to wrap this whole episode up... Sorry, business. Um... The whole point of this caravanning holiday was for you to show Emma what a wonderful country the UK is to holiday in. Uh, it was great. A much more relaxing experience, I'm sure, than your, your trips to Morocco and uh, Portugal. Uh, how did Emma find it, and will you be caravanning in the UK forthwith? Well, I reckon we're going to be caravanning in holiday forth in, in the UK forthwith. Um, but it, I will concede that on the drive to St. David's to try and find a flow gas canister um, seller. Yes. She was hurriedly Googling local businesses which would purchase the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, got over it when I explained I'd be very upset if she did that. <laughs> Top tip, Emma. Uh, you don't need to go Googling anything. Go to caravanningmistakes.com. <laughs> That's radio. Oh, sorry, I'll just cross my legs and hurt myself. Show <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. off. <laughs> sorry, FYI, Ian. Uh, um, I just crossed. My... <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, no, good. Uh, excellent. Sorry, we were just yes. discovering that I've inadvertently bought mini twiglets. <laughs> hey, what's this? Simon's got something to say that could get him in trouble when he gets home. That's right, an old family favourite. I thought favorite. was long enough for mini twiggler time. No, no, no. Will <laughs> you put one in your mouth? Yeah, I know, but I can eat a mini twiggler quicker than you can. Hot feature coming up later, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that sounds like fun. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, this feature at the moment, William, is all about uh, me um, just broadcasting things. I'm not sure Carla would want me to broadcast. Well, just things that have maybe come up in the home life uh, that uh, in the last six weeks that um, maybe she wasn't that impressed with. Um, just a bit. What, <laughs> All of, I imagined. Just a couple of quick fire things. Well, um, the other day we were walking through the village uh, with our son, and um, and I said, you know, it's amazing, isn't it? That that, that just uh, two or three weeks ago, that baby in that pram was inside you. Um, it, uh, you know, I said, when I was looking at you, I'm like, well, crikey, you know, he was there. And she said, and she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sort of patted her tummy and went, yeah, I know, but I'm still a heifer, though, aren't I? So she was worried about sort of uh, oh. weights and things like this. Uh, and I obviously did the decent thing, and I said, Absol no, of course you're not. Heifer, not at all. 
Although technically is a first, <laughs> although technically is a first carver, <laughs> you are still a heifer. Didn't like that so much, Will. Oh dear, Simon, yeah. that's not fun. No, she also doesn't like it when I call Bertie a doughy-eyed mother sucker. <laughs> well, he is. I know. And technically speaking, she is a heifer. <laughs> what I find vaguely amusing, Simon, is the way that I, traditionally the evil one out of the two of us, <laughs> that's the actually dynamic. the last time I saw Carla said. Blimey, you're actually looking significantly better than the last time I saw you. You hate pregnant women, don't you, Will? Well, and obviously. You're, dis you're disgusted by breastfeeding. Well, it's immoral. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, the Greeks uh, didn't like it. No. Nor do I. No. So On, uh, on uh, we'll go the on. first day of Christmas, there was a baby and we did nothing but look after the infernal detritus. In a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> when you did your show on, the, on your own, Will, uh, on, which own. Would, on your own, which would have been a month ago, uh, there was a lot of funereal chat, wasn't there? Chitter-chatter. Uh, what would you like to do at your funeral? Uh, there were some great ideas, some by me. And, um, and I, 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 it's sort of, I've been thinking about it since. And I've got a, another good idea. Yeah. Okay. So um, Go for it. what you want is you've got your congregation. I think for this particular funeral, nothing unusual has happened. It's all perfectly normal, perfectly straightforward. Uh, but the congregation is going to do some singing. Okay. Right. And you've got the uh, the words to the thing are, are going to be handed out just before they start singing. Uh, and uh, I think it would be fun at a funeral to have your congregation singing. <laughs> into your top 10 funerals. Oh, top 10 funerals? <laughs> Good idea though, isn't it? You can't have a countdown at all, can you? Uh, or maybe there isn't a backing track and it, <laughs> it's just, and it is just, um, what, it's just, just a word to hand, yeah, words are hand around uh, and, um, and the congregation have to sing sexy back at your funeral. I, yeah. Yeah? No, I like that. Cool. Good. I like I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other songs I thought was uh, we could have was um, Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, Simon, I was thinking about this earlier on today, mm -hmm. and it occurred to me I quite like the idea of shooting and producing a video to be played at my funeral of um, me as all the members of whoever the hell it was that did Stay Now. He's 17? I think it might have been he's 17. <laughs> I had that in my mind. But I quite like the idea of me recording every single part, editing it all together, and then having that played at my funeral. Just because, one, wouldn't make any sense. Maybe if you've got to go away, obviously you do, you're dead. <laughs> also, who am I singing to? Because I'm the one that's in the coffin. <laughs> Stay now! <laughs> You're projected, just sort of like on the screen, which is just behind your coffin. <laughs> Are you dressed in a suit? 
Well, you dressed in sort of like a well, sharp I'll be, suit. I'll be some, one of the, like uh, the business one of me will be dressed in a sharp suit. There'll be another dangerous one that's wearing <laughs> denim, and there'll be yeah, and there'll be there'll be a kind of cool one that's wearing leather. Yeah. There'll be a nice guy's wearing I don't know flannel or chino <laughs> or something like that. And also, right at the end of it, there would be via the miracle of um, CGI. There would be all five or however many, each 17 presumably, yeah. there 17 of them. Um, uh, and they would all be like in a kind of a line, but it would be as if they were all looking towards the coffin that's containing me. And then they, they, they would all take off their hats and bow. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got to be wearing hats. And also they're all portrayed by me bowing to me. <laughs> it's Stay now! Well, that's Trump, my Trimberlake tri idea. <laughs> <laughs> What a lovely idea. Well, I think this feature could run and run. What brilliant ideas. Brilliant funeral ideas. I love the idea of that being a regular feature. Listeners, email in with your brilliant funeral ideas. Podcast listeners as well. Let's keep this one going. <laughs> yeah. Listening via the podcast, uh, email us at sorry not in service uh, at email.com. Sorry not in service at. I can't remember if it's yahoo.co.uk or yahoo.com. I think it's yahoo.co.uk. Send it to that one. Doesn't the sorry, doesn't the Turner Radio one work? Funeral ideas. Funeral ideas. I want you to get together. Put your hands together one time. I want you to get together. Well, that pop singer wants want us to, to get together. Get to get, oh, just stop it now. That pop singer wants us to get together, and we are now together on the radio. Uh, William, <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Amazing. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Now, listeners, of course, this time of year is mainly about retail. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things about retail, Simon, Go on. is everyone's friend, statutory rights. Oh, I love statutory rights. I oh. love statutory rights as what well. Now, here's a fun thing, Simon. Go on. Statutory rights yep. are not as consumer-based as you might think. So, I'm going to provide some backstory, having taunted you at the top of this link with some information. Um, on Sunday, last yes. Sunday, uh, my, my beautiful Lady Emmeth and I went off to uh, Taunton because uh, I need... <clears throat> I need to get a couple of things. Ooh, uh, county <laughs> town of Somerset. The county town of Somerset. Cool. And um, also, she needs to get some Christmas. She needs to get a Christmas jumper to wear at work because everyone's wearing Christmas jumpers at work. <laughs> we all love Christmas in retail. And um, she scouted around the place hither and thither, couldn't find any good Christmas jumpers. We went into the the store, naming and shaming here, Monique. Mm, never heard of it, go on. Uh, well, well, justified, um, because it's awful. This information will become apparent. Uh, and she found a few jumpers, and she tried them on, and she went, ah, they might do. Um, and we had a discussion, and she went, well, I could always just return them, because she was off Thursday. Mm -hmm. went, well, I could, I, I could take them back, try them on with my work trousers, and just see whether or not they're going to be okay. Now, we had this discussion... Uh, about about 10 feet away from the desk where you purchase these items. Yep. This discussion about how she could try them on and return the ones she didn't want. Sure. Right. As anybody would. As anybody would, because you need to make sure that they're going to be okay within the context of your work uniform and moving around. Where's this going on the subject of statutory rights, Will? I wonder. <laughs> so, um, on Thursday... 
she had a day off and thought, right, I'm going to return actually all three because none of these jumpers worked out. And when I got back from work on Thursday, I went, how was the day then, Angel? And she went, pretty bad in less um, radio-friendly terms. Of course. Because... Did she have a grape in her mouth? She didn't have a grape in her mouth. Oof. No, we've run out. Of, well, we haven't run out of grapes, but I'm not going to say exactly what she said because I don't want to play hard and fast with the rules like Simon does, turning his microphone down so he can noisily eat twiglets. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> because they said, "Well, we don't, we don't accept returns on Christmas jumpers. We um uh, because uh, uh because it's a seasonal product, and so we don't accept returns on Christmas jumpers." And I went. I'm pretty confident that's, that can't be a rule. And I had a look at their receipt and I discovered that no, on their receipt it said, we are welcome, we are, we will happily accept any returns, um, up to seven days for a full refund. This does not include sale items. Sale items, the only thing not included on this list. Yep. And she came back very upset saying, no, they had said no. And I went, right. So I went on to the government website and investigated all the statutory rights and discovered the exact terms under which they are forced to offer us a refund. And it turned out that they weren't the necessary terms. But this meant that I had to break out all of my powers. (laughs) Oh dear. My powers, Simon, that I was looking forward to because I identified the situation and I went, well, look at this receipt. It says 15 pounds. It says 15 pounds. It says 15 pounds for these three jumpers. But Simon, I investigated the labels one of them 13 pounds 13 pounds really well then this means you've been overcharged you have been missold these items madam you've been missold a jumper with a reindeer on it so i said you know what best beloved it's going to be okay what i'm going to do i'm going to finish i'm finishing at one tomorrow today as we broadcast what i'm going to do is i'm going to take these jumpers in with the receipt and explain the whole situation all right and explain that these items were missold because they were not correctly put into the system. You were overcharged. You were not informed at the time of purchase that actually they were non-refundable. And we had a big discussion about the way that you were going to be returning them, really close to the desk. And I went in and I said, hello there, I'd like to return these. And the young lady behind the counter had a look at the jumpers and went, oh, actually we don't accept returns on, on Christmas jumpers. And I went, Oh, it doesn't say that anywhere on, on, on the receipt. It doesn't say that anywhere around here. And she went, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll just get somebody. Now, this could go one of two ways. Mm. And the way it went went was not in a good way. Oh, dear. Good. Excellent. Mm. Just good good content for the radio. Fun. Good content for the radio, Simon. So what happened was that um, she went off and fetched two people. One of them was the lady who had denied my lady the previous day, and the other was what might be most carefully described as a witch. (laughs) A wearing black witch. Evil witch. And so I said, hello, witch. (laughs) I said, hello, I wanted to return these jumpers. 
because um, my 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 girlfriend she purchased them, but she, uh, she doesn't need them to go with her work stuff. They don't really go with her work stuff. There was no way for her to know that they wouldn't go with her work stuff. And the woman who had previously uh, um, been there denying the return said, "Oh, she came in yesterday." And I said, "I know she came in yesterday. I'd like to find out what's going on here." And then the woman said, "Well, actually, um, you can't return it." And I said at the time, and I said, "You did not say at the time because if you had." said at the time she would not have bought all three jumpers i'll tell you how many jumpers she would have bought zero because everybody accepts returns on clothing unworn labels on there's the receipt here's the card okay it's a very straightforward procedure i've been working in sainsbury's doing clothing returns for most of a decade mate i know my way around this stuff okay <laughs> so it's absolutely fine you can just return them and then the witch looked at me and said actually it's been policy for all the time that monique has been opened and i did a little kind of nose wrinkle at that knowing full well that monique has not been opened for a particularly long time <laughs> I'm pretty confident Monique has um, joined us, certainly in a post-Zavi world. <laughs> the day the world changed forever. <laughs> and I said, well, that is not our concern. It doesn't say anywhere here that Christmas jumpers are not... She said, well, she would have been told at the time. And I said, she wouldn't have been told at the time. Because she wouldn't have bought them. We went round and around like this for a little while, and then I thought, I'll bring out the trump card. And I said, also, she was missold these, because you can see by the receipt that these are £15 each on the receipt. But this one is £13. These have been missold. And she said, I can give you a £2 um, refund for that, because that has been missold. And I said, no, you could refund all of them, thank you, because this is a breach of our rights. And she said, I'm not certain that is a breach of our rights. And I said... Really? Because I knew that it wasn't a breach of our <laughs> <laughs> And I said, once again, I think you will find you did not tell us. And then... <sighs> the problem with this story is, I'm clearly getting worked up here. That last bit, that was my tone of voice. Ooh! Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident she was not told. <laughs> she said, how can you be sure of that? And I said, because I was stood right there. <laughs> and then the witch said, and this is Simon, is why I had to go and see my good friend Dom after this occasion, because he's a very calming influence. She said, sir, if you don't calm down, I'm going to have to call security. Which presumably you said I am security? No. To which I said, that is entirely unreasonable. And she said, we would have told you that they were non-refundable. And I said, you did not. And she said, I will give you the £2 refund. And I said, you are a liar. But I will take your refund. And I will tell people not to shop here. Because you are a liar. So, listeners, Monique is um, in the old pig market. They call it something different these days. Um, don't shop there because the manager is a liar. And a, and a witch. And, and a witch. I shouted at traffic on the walk back to uh, Sainsbury's car park and then bought our food for this evening. I had to go and see Tom because he's coming.
A bird is singing, an alarm clock ringing, and a postman whistling. What's the time, Mr. Wolf? TV time. Wednesday night sees the return of Poirot to our screens. The Belgian detective has been reimagined for the 21st century and will be starring as a super ripped cyborg flying around London, barking orders and firing laser beams out of his metal moustache. His catchphrase is "Eat this, Mother Jeffers," and he is 40 foot high. Poirot 2.0 is on at 9 p.m. And Rabbits will be presenting Oddie Watch on BBC Two from Monday Tea Time. Our furry bouncy friends will watch Oddie as he sleeps, eats, and searches for a mate. This year, the Rabbits hope to show viewers a rare sight of Oddie's mating ritual, which rumor has it involves fourteen sticks and a pelican. A reenactment of the Great Fire of London will be broadcast live on Sunday to commemorate four hundred years since the hot event. The reenactment will take place in London and will begin with the burning down of the buildings along Pudding Lane. The fire will then be encouraged to spread throughout the capital in what organiser Johnny Eight calls Reenact Max. The hope is that the fire will destroy 87% of the homes in London to accurately mimic the catastrophe and raise awareness. Good news. And Saturday night is Trousers Night on BBC Four. Well-known celebrities will be donning trousers and discussing the history of trousers on our screens. Viewers will then be treated to a series of programs featuring trousers, including Dad's Army, Hale and Pace, The News, and Cribs. Once bitten, twice shy is back on our screens this Thursday night on BBC Two. Join Douglas Hurd and the team from eight o'clock to find out which lucky contestant becomes the most shy following an alligator attack. So, listeners, get out there and get your bumper TV guide ready for Christmas. <laughs> I get no kicks from that old drink driving. I want to do so much more than just survive. Ah, good. Uh, that we hello. <laughs> hello. Sorry, we're just trying to work out who Joe Kent is, but she's emailed in some very outlandish theories about 9 11. Yeah, and race. <laughs> um,. Right. William, I've um, a, a sincerity alarm. Set this sincerity alarm to stun. <laughs> Very good. Come on. Yeah, so, well, um, it's a sincerity of clock. The, the, the alarms can finish now. I've got um, one person and a, a group of people to thank very much for uh, uh, help and assistance and the like uh, in um, Bertie's early weeks. Uh. Um, the first is our very good friend, What's Tom Up To, Tom? Uh, right. He came. What's Tom up to, Tom? No, you'll like this, Will. Yes. He came round and he gave Bertie some presents. He gave Bertie a knitted hat and some knitted booties and a knitted cardigan. And it turns out that the person who knitted all of these items was our very own What's Tom up to, Tom? What? Turns out he a knitter. He a knitter? He a knitter. Even better that what happened to where, where he knits. It's the same place where he makes his jingles for his podcast podcast. He sits in Sainsbury's car park making jingles and knitting. <laughs> what a guy. So, um, thank yeah, you very much. Definitely are searching for the word guy there. <laughs> anyway, 21st century. What's Tom could do? Tom could do whatever the hell he wants. 
Oh, he's a wonderful chap, and thank you so much, Tom, for the, the 21st century wretched for the yeah, for the knitted goods uh, and um, and your amazing skills. So uh, so there we are, and um, possibly possibly oh, shading it uh, on the uh, thanks and props uh, department is um, is the team at the intensive care unit at our very own Musgrove Park Hospital. Okay, I'll accept that one for being unbelievably awesome and patient with Carla and I. Uh, and uh, yeah, just I, I, I could talk wax lyrical for yeah. hours about them and how wonderful they are, but I won't. Do you actually mean unbelievably? Because that suggests that you actually think they're probably being facetious. Oh no, believably wonderful. Believably wonderful. Absolutely within the realms of believability. Absolutely, they did everything they possibly could for us. It was just an extraordinary two weeks. What could have been a very harrowing experience was uh, made actually if anything, very fulfilling. The highlight so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because we had round the clock baby care. Anyway, this goes out to Tom. What's Tom up to, Tom? And the intensive care unit, the neonatal intensive care unit at Musgrove Park Hospital. Yeah, 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 Right, listeners, this is the end of the show. The glorious return of the original lineup of Sorry Not in Service. Yep. None of you fanning around with Barry Summers. None of you flipping around solo. None of you. Nobody here at all. Nobody here at all. Silence. Yes. Uh, So um, the podcast will be up at some point over the weekend, assuming that the boy sleeps in tomorrow morning. If not, the podcast will be up at some point uh, in the next. 15 to 30 years. When do you reckon you're actually going to be able to just forget about him? Eh? When do you reckon you're going to be able to forget about him? As soon as the clothes are out of the airing cupboard and I've got more room. Mm. So, listeners, we'll be back possibly in a fortnight for Christmas. Uh, this oh, one dear. goes out to Bertie. Uh, it's called a sucker's evening um, because, uh, as I said earlier, he's a mother sucker uh, sucking the milk from Carla's teat. And uh, but uh, I've just realised that I've lined it up, and actually the subject matter is a little bit more aggressive. Uh, so uh, apologies. Goodbye. We say goodbye, Simon. I say apologies, <laughs> and I think you will start doing that too soon. Then there was Percy. I will not pick a fight with you. Well, listeners, as I'm so keen on saying, that was the show. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
You're right, well, the outro is the best bit. <laughs> yeah, the outro rocks, man. Oh, rocks. Whoa. Outro is the outro. We're doing the outro to all y'all. Good. Uh, so, um, so uh, will you, will you, I, wonder, will you, I wonder, have you got any additional content you want to share with the listeners? I've got some additional special content. Outro listeners. guest entry. Uh, so, the other night I ran upstairs because I wasn't allowed to play with my toy truck until Christmas. <laughs> um, and I, I, I shouted, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, and started reading my diary from 2011. And um, it's, it's really, really boring. I did nothing every single day, which is a bit weird. And congratulating myself when I did anything. But I did just find I did find a few lovely entries. Um, a little teaser, just in case I come up with some more for the show. Um, on the eighteenth uh, of January, a Tuesday, uh, there are three hundred and forty-seven days left in the year. It's tax week forty-two. <laughs> the end of the entry reads: At work, when I arrived, Sally had a long conversation with Shalene about a holiday. I wasn't really listening, but was in a good mood. So at one point, Sally caught my eye, I smiled broadly, and then I realised she was crying. <laughs> Tonight, her diary reads, Will laughed openly at my weeping face. <laughs> 2011. Good. That was very funny, Will. That's good fun. Yeah. I like it. I'm hoping there's a load more absolute delights in here. <laughs> Is wiping condensation in your nose really that nice? No, but it might help with the itching. Oh, this is the thing. Are you, is your nose itchy as well? Yeah. Is this a byproduct of Twiglets? Poltergeist. <laughs> Bye. Bye.